Before we begin, we'd like to invite you to check out the Pop Culture Preservation Society on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that allows artists and creators to earn a recurring income by providing rewards and perks to its subscribers. When you support the PCPS on Patreon, your donation goes directly to our operational expenses and keeps us from going broke at work. And in exchange, our supporters get bonus videos of our recordings, custom retro images to download and print, invitations to Zoom events with your hosts, and more. Patreon is our only source of income, and we thank you for helping us do this job we love. To learn more, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and put Pop Culture Preservation Society into the search bar. Thanks so much, and please enjoy the show. And you just want to slide under a table for them, like Gavin McLeod. Just walk out. No, Captain Stubing, no. My favorite was Dick Van Patten. You guys, Dick Van Patten cannot dance, neither can Pat Sajak. And Pat Sajak comes out in his, like, sweater vest. Hello, world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who hankered for a hunk of cheese. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving the competition show responsible for the rash of broken arms suffered in basements, backyards, and TV rooms, while trying the latest trick seen on the disco-era dance show, Dance Fever. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Dance fever, dance fever. I've got a factoid about that that's going to blow your minds, blow your minds. And I know you haven't found it on the Google. If you were a disco queen like I was, you called dibs on the TV room every Saturday afternoon for the weekly disco dance-o-rama that was dance fever. For 30 minutes once a week, I got to be the person I thought I was in my head. An adult dressed in a shiny Danskin leotard and matching wrap skirt, dancing to the hottest disco hits with my John Travolta lookalike dance partner slash boyfriend at the legendary Studio 54. That's what I thought my adult life would be. And dance fever was my training ground. I was not there to be entertained. I was there to study. And I know I was not the only one who showed up for dance fever with this kind of seriousness. (laughs) Well, you're the only one I know, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that disco wouldn't go on forever. I had no idea. Oh, no, it didn't. And Mm -hmm. even a dance fever, it didn't last forever. No, it didn't. I Mm -hmm. loved dance fever. I loved it so much. And um, I grew up dancing too, but I don't remember having aspirations like you did, (laughs) um, Kristen. I definitely remember having a crush on Mr. Denny Terrio. Well, sure. I mean, the dark hair, the, you know, oh, he was so charming. He always pointed. Oh, and lots of pointing. pointing. Yeah. And then he'd, yeah. don't you guys, and his little short break, and he'd do the little break motion <laughs> with his hand. And I loved Denny Terrio. I loved, you guys, think about this. This dance fever was such a new concept. It was a reality competition show in mm-hmm. 1978, 79. And I was all in at 10 years old. And you guys, this became like the precursor, right? To That's right. Dancing with mm-hmm. the Stars, American That's right. Idol, The Voice, mm-hmm. all these reality competition shows that to this day I get sucked into and still what? love. I think it started with Dance Fever. Watching it this past, you know, few days as a 54-year-old, I have been Husker dude up the wazoo. <laughs> Literally, there's sound effects going. <laughs> Listeners, that's our sound effect. Kristen does it better. Uh-huh. Kristen, do that. I work, 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 work. I don't know why that. Oh, it's because to. it's the Swedish it's, chef. I'm like, how do we come up with that? Yeah. It's the Swedish chef. I have had nipple lightning upon nipple lightning watching this show because just remembering the DJ to the dancers, it was definitely a show that. That was really impactful for me, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. And mm-hmm. I think really represented the times. Oh, so I, and I, how. Yes. Um, yes. I've decided that if I had the opportunity to put one item in a time capsule <laughs> to represent the early to mid-80s, it would be a videotape of an episode of Dance Fever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So much about 
that time period is encapsulated in each of those episodes. Yeah. Think about it. You had the pop culture celebrity judges. You had what music was popular, what dancing was popular, even the sponsors. I got yes, 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 out totally. the <laughs> when I saw who the sponsors of the show yeah. were. And I got teary because so many of those brands are not around anymore. Yeah. What about the what about the Bonaventure Hotel? Oh, oh the Bonaventure Hotel. The Bonaventure yes. Hotel. Yes. With the three big like columns. Like yes. mirrored, the three yes. mirrored columns. That was the setting for the show, It's a Living. Well, yeah. And those sponsors, I mean, Turtle Wax, anyone? I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Did, did, we, did we just wax our cars all the time? What Constantly. Is that Who waxes? Constantly. <laughs> you know why? Know. It's because it was way before. I mean, this was the late 70s. Nobody waxed their bodies. So someone just had to <laughs> wax something. Well, you were going to wax your um, Isuzu vehicle that you if you won in the that. finals. That was what you got. Mm-hmm. The Isuzu pickup peace, truck. Isuzu, yes. Yeah. The so, tiniest yeah. little pickup truck. It's like a matchbox car. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. I wanted that I wanted that stereo jukebox. The jukebox. And it flashed the lights <laughs> to the beat of the music. The that was and a it prize. says it also not only is it a jukebox, it has an eight-track player in it. Mm-hmm. It is like it's like a time capsule on crack. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. On it crack is crazy. for sure. So I often watch Dance Fever at my friend Don's house, but not with Don, with Don's <coughs> older brother, Mike, who was Ooh. a ninth grader who proudly wore his Disco Dynamite t-shirt to school, even though he got bullied by all the boys who were wearing their Disco Sucks t-shirts. Oh. And then when the show was over, we would try the most dangerous of the lifts, like like the one where the man holds the the like one arm and one leg and then swings you around <gasps> in a circle. Around? Yes. And sometimes you go up and down a little bit, up and down. And you then get so the, much the the force. Yes. The right. It's force, like you're riding like, cause you're riding a wave. Yeah. You're so close to your face in the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kristen. Oh my goodness. I know. There was shag carpeting, don't worry. And then the one we could never figure out was the one where he would hold on to just one arm and then swing you around on the ground like he's sweeping the ground. Mm-hmm. But also you're like <laughs> the girl is like unwinding, like t- yeah, twisting yeah. and unwinding. We could not figure that one out, well, but it's we the studied shag carpeting. it. Yeah, the shag yeah, carpeting. Because they still yeah. do that on dance, Dancing with the Stars. They do yeah. many of those same lifts yep, on Dancing with do. the Stars. You would have gotten some rug burns. Yeah, you would have had some rug burns. Oh, there were sure. lots of rug burns. <laughs> there were so like, many yeah. injuries. Wait, can I just backtrack really quick? Let's also time capsule this. In the past five minutes, both of you have said something that is a phrase no one uses today anymore, but is so of the 70s, and that's TV room. That's no right. one calls TV it TV room, room anymore. No. You just say your family room or your living room because everybody has a TV in there. Well, there's but a in TV the in every room. So there's okay, no... Good point. Right. Good point. <laughs> yeah. We carry a TV in our pockets. That's let's right. be real. Yeah. So here's my little factoid for you guys. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, yeah. So... Okay. <laughs> I went on a little solo vacation a few years ago to Northern California. I was actually doing research for Worldwide Crush um, because there is a, a location in Worldwide Crush called Bodega Bay. And so I was on my way to Bodega Bay. And I stopped for the night in a little town called Jenner. And I was staying at a hotel called the Timber Cove Lodge. It's really nice. You guys should go there. They have record players in the rooms. Anyway, oh, that's cute. when you arrive at Timber Cove Lodge, they bring you a drink called The Remedy. And The Remedy is to settle your tummy because you've been driving on all of these windy roads. And so you take your Remedy and you go sit down in the sunken living room lobby while you wait for them to get all of your checking in stuff done. And while I'm there, somebody else is drinking their Remedy. And so we start chatting. The man that I was talking with, his name is Rich Lyons. And we were doing the like, what do you do? What do you do? He was a composer. He said, you, you might know my work from Dance Fever. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was the man who composed the theme oh for Dance gosh. Fever. what your reaction was. Did you like throw your remedy in the air? Like, <laughs> it was a moment. It was one of those moments where you almost don't know what to say. I was like, what? He's <sighs> used that line on so many people for so many decades, just waiting for the reaction like you gave him. 
every time he said it and someone's gone, um, uh, I don't know about that or I yeah, don't remember. Don't care. Or they have this puzzled look in their eyes yeah. and they try to maybe make, make him feel better by going, oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Right. And then he finally, he's like, Somebody. I'm going to find that person, that yes. one person. And he found you. And that's how you know it's true because you can't develop a lie that isn't that won't freak people out. Right? The lie has to be impressive. (laughs) That's right. That has to be the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to go find my journal. Should I? I wanted to see what I wrote about it. Can you guys just hold for one second? Oh, oh, here it is. I found it. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I retire to the lobby bar and order a cheese plate and a remedy. A man sits down next to me, and we chat for an hour on and off. He's a local, moved here from L.A., and he just happened to write the theme song for Dance Fever. He is lovely. We shake hands, and he introduces himself, Richard Lyons. Oh, that's all I wrote. (laughs) I still love it. I know. I'm so glad I found that. That means I know I didn't leave anything important out. (laughs) Richard Lyons. Hi, I'm the composer for Dance Fever. that theme song at the beginning of every episode of Dance Fever, which ran from January of 1979 until it was canceled in 1987. But gosh, that was a long time, 234 episodes. That's way longer than I thought. I certainly didn't watch it that long. I would have told agree. you it was on for 1979 and that was it. Right. You would have thought disco and then we know disco. as we've done, yeah, that yep. disco died and then mm-hmm. what would you do? Well, lo and behold, they did. <laughs> right. They and figured it out. there's a lot of dancing out there. Uh-huh. Pop and lock. Uh-huh. Yes. Whacking. <laughs> Clogging. <laughs> Denny Terrio was our host for the majority of those episodes. The last two seasons, um, the show was hosted by, do you guys know who it was? I, I do, and do. I can't believe it. Yeah. This is weird to me, but also yeah. perfect, I guess. Yes. Also so perfect. who was it, Kristen? Uh-huh. It was Adrian Zemed, yeah. which Adrian is like the Zemed. best name in Hollywood ever. <laughs> it is. TJ Hooker, everybody, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. um, didn't remember that. And Grease too. That's right. He starred With in Michelle Grease Pfeiffer. Too. Mm-hmm. And he was actually one of the celebrity judges yes. in that episode. Mm-hmm. So I guess he must have made a big splash in that, and they thought we want him all the time. So. Or maybe it's just because he looked like Denny Terry. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> oh. Or they're like, maybe people won't notice. They won't notice. <laughs> Because I'll be I honest with you, that. when I was been lo- when I've been looking for like images to post on social media and things for Dance Fever, I some I always just I'm like, well, you just have to use the images with Danny Terrio because that's that's who right, our right. generation remembers. But I'll save an image and then after I'm, I have to like zoom it in and on closer inspection, I'm like, ah. Oh, I think that's Adrian's med. Okay, 100%. That's what it is. They said, who looks like Denny Terrio? And let's just slide him in there. Well, each of those 234 episodes pretty much had the same format. So we would begin each episode with a dance routine that was performed by Denny and Motion. I love Motion. Motion. Tell us about Motion, Kristen. So Motion were basically Denny Terrio's backup dancers. It was always two women. It wasn't always the same women. And we'll talk about who they were a little bit in in a minute. Um, And sometimes they would just sort of be like the hosts, like, um, you know, like on the Academy Awards when somebody brings you the envelope. So Motion would also take care of those duties, too, in addition to dancing with Denny Terrio. Right. So we'd have this opening little dance sequence, and then we'd get... My favorite part, as you can imagine, ladies and gentlemen, Denny would introduce the celebrity judges <laughs> every episode. And here's where Motion um, did do one of their tasks. They oh, would yes. escort out the celebrity judge, but did, they didn't just walk out. No, no, no. They had to do a little <laughs> dance move. So, oh, it was painful. It's so stressful. Some it's people, a prance. It's a yes. prance, yeah, it's, basically. Yeah, and they hold the celebrity judge's hand way up high, and they do that little that little almost like horse prance out. Yes. yes. They're but strutting. So, and some strut. of the, um, the celebrities try to, you know, cut a rug a little bit. They try oh, to dance their way down yes, the stage. And you just want to yeah. slide 
under a table for them. Oh, like Gavin McLeod, just oh, walk out. No, <laughs> Captain Stubing, no. My it, favorite no. was Dick Van Patten. Oh, you guys, no. Dick Van Patten cannot dance. Neither can Pat Sajak. And Pat Sajak comes out in his like no. sweater vest. And you guys, here's my thought. Just maybe do a run through with motion of how you're going to yes. come out. Plan it. Because yes, how many so, celebrity awkward dancers did I just watch who like Dick Van Patten, Pat Sajak, and they try to do like a hip bump with motion oh, or no. a twirl, but motion doesn't know that they're going to do that. So and like they, maybe they when miss. Dick Van Patten's hip goes to the right to bump yes. motion, she's doing a twirl <laughs> off to the side because she doesn't know. So it even makes poor Dick Van Patten look even more <laughs> awkward. And there are no second takes. I cannot believe the things that I saw no. that they let stand. At one point, Jane Seymour like rammed right into Dennis <laughs> Yeah. Like, you didn't want to do yeah. that again? Yeah, I know. I know. And then oh, one gosh. time, one of the um, male celebrities, it could have been Pat Sajak. I don't know. He tries to do the thing where you spin the girl out and they spin back in at you. But the poor motion girl didn't know. So when she spun back in, he like went forward and they just crash. Yeah, lots of crashing. Yeah. There's so much crashing. They should have a plan. And it just feels so bad. These people are not dancers. They should just have them, like, have motion come dancing out, but maybe have the celebrity, like, walk out purposefully down the middle. That would have been so much better. But instead, you're asking Dick Van Patten to, like, boogie. Yeah, right. It had, it gave me the vibes of um, when we watched that sequence on Chips when the the disco roller. Oh, my God. When, like, Rue McClanahan is trying to roller skate. trying to do the roller. Or, you know, uh-huh. Victor, yeah. oh, there was yeah. Victor French, Mr. Oh, Edwards. No. He didn't even have skates on, I don't think. No. He, like, <laughs> he just was like walking. No, Victor French. Dancing. Isn't that, isn't that, oh no, that's Mr. Mr. Edwards. Yeah, that's who right. Who was Mr. Who played Mr. Sebastian, Sebastian Cabot. Cabot. Okay, here okay. we go. Down here our we rabbit go. Hole. Sorry, yes. Okay. <laughs> Getting back to the episodes. Okay, after that wonderful introduction of our celebrity judges, then we'd move into the meat of the show. Okay, the competition. Now, every episode, we would have four couples, and they would do a dance, and they're going to be judged on this dance by our friends, the celebrity judges. They were going to be judged on their originality, on their showmanship, and on their execution. I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Gavin (laughs) McLeod is going to know if they did execution. It's not like, you know, Derek Huff, is, who's a professional dancer, is going to say, oh, you didn't do the salsa correctly. You're kidding. Well, I was watching one of the judging sequences, and I think it was like Lyle Wagner. (laughs) Lyle Wagner, basically, this is his commentary. He's like... I thought they just knocked it out of the park, and she's got nice legs. 95. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Kelly Van was like, and that's a sexy lady. 98. <laughs> so you're like, oh. but the poor dancers, like on the one hand, you think they worked really hard on their originality and their showmanship, and then that's what they're getting judged on. Yeah. So they're probably sexy like, lady. that's fine. We'll take the 90. <laughs> Whatever. That's it's right. $1,000. I'm taking it. That's right. So mm-hmm. they got judged on a, in a range from 70 to 100, okay? And then the couple with the highest average score at the end of the evening would be the winner of that episode. Now, if it was in the beginning of the season, this was when we were going to be finding out who would go on to the semifinal. So if you won one of those first episodes, you won a thousand dollars and you had probably <laughs> gotten to the performance. Um, you probably flew on Eastern Airlines mm-hmm. because that was the, I think, official airline of Dancing with the Stars. That's right. And you stayed at the Bonaventure Hotel. And you stayed at the Bonaventure <laughs> yeah, Hotel. And they could win $5,000 if they won the semifinals. That's big. That's big bucks. Oh, for sure. I should have done a little calculating. And then you could go on to the finals and there you would win a grand prize of (gasps) $7,500. Wow. So (laughs) at the end of the day, you would have made, you could have won $10,000 if you won the whole kit. kit Yeah. If you won. Yeah. Yes. No, more than that. 5,000 plus oh, 7,500 yeah, plus 1,000. Yeah, Kristen 13, does the math. 13,500. See, I can do math. Yes, sorry. I don't mm-hmm. know where. And there were no ties on no, Dance oh, Fever no, that no, I saw. No, no, There no ties at all. And I've got to go back just a little bit to when we were talking about the judges giving their scores. Um, just like you said, Michelle, they'd have their kind of fun little quippy remarks as, as to why they came up with their particular score. And then they would just hold up a sign, kind of a la newlywed game, and that would have the score on it. And they'd say, I give them an 80. And then, you know, the next person would maybe say, I give them a 95. And you'd think, 
what? Did you guys not watch the same thing? It was, yes, kind of fun. Not experts. I watched an episode where it was, um, I'm going to forget her name. She's an ice skater. She won like a silver medal, Linda Fradiani or something like that. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah. So she's actually judging on technique and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like her little, her little, you know, spiel about before she said, you know, 85 was actually, it was it was like well she's probably and good. used to those that's right you know, technical marks and whereas Lyle and Wagner that. does not have the background that Linda <laughs> no. Fradiani has and he's and when that happened they would always say and they sure looked like they were having a good time yeah oh yeah <laughs> well they a were having so them, much fun they're having fun I think they must have a little cue card with some set comments on there because I can't tell you how many of them knocked it out of the park oh yep. yes oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, boy <laughs> that was that was a lot. Um, also, what was kind of fun about every episode of Dancing, not Dancing with the Stars, it's not called that, it's called Dance <laughs> Fever. Every episode of Dance Fever also included a musical guest, and they had some yeah. pretty high-level yeah. mm-hmm. musical guests. Another reason why this would be a great um, time capsule item, because you could also know who was at the top of the charts mm-hmm. and um, see them perform Live on Dance With Fever. the biggest microphone I've ever seen, actually. When Evelyn Champagne King was on, the <laughs> microphone was yeah. like a spear. It was like three feet long, and she's like trying to dance and groove with her giant microphone. I was like, be careful with that. And you know, it probably for some of those artists, the Evelyn Champagne Kings, the Rick Springfields, the Gatman, I guess this was exciting. Yeah. Like, we got, we got booked on Dance Fever. Like the Tonight Show. And it was interesting, too. I just wanted to say that each of those dance performances by the contestants was only like 90 to 120 seconds. We're not talking about like a full, you know, five minute song or anything like that. It was a little snippet of time, but boy, could they fit a Mm -hmm. lot of moves. A lot of 90 to 120 (laughs) seconds. There's a lot of lifting. Dance fever. Fever. And it's fever. Uh Uh-huh. Fever. 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 Dance fever. Well, Dance Fever was originally created by Merv Griffin, who had already created Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And the idea was conceived after a special Merv Griffin episode, like his talk show episode, that was saluting the movie. Everybody wait for it. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. God, it's Friday, Friday, Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Friday. Okay, do you guys remember? Here's that was I was actually Husker dude by that. I loved that movie. I loved the soundtrack. Um, if you remember, it was an all-star cast. Uh, Donna mm-hmm. Summer. It had Deborah Winger, Jeff Goldblum, the Commodores. So there had been a special Merv Griffin talk show episode that was saluting that movie. Thank God it's Friday. The plot of the movie was about couples competing for a disco title. But the original formula for Dance Fever is far different from what it became. Merv wanted to have current celebrities dancing with professional disco dancers. Basically, Merv Griffin thought of Dancing with the Stars stars. in 1978. Yeah. But the producer couldn't get any celebrities or pro dancers to sign on to that idea because they were all afraid they'd look really stupid. Literally a few days before the pilot for Dance Fever aired, the producer just pulled four couples from Thank God It's Friday and had them compete (laughs) for some celebrity judges. Celebrity judges, these are three people I want to have at a dinner party. (laughs) Sherman Hemsley, Barbie Benton, and and Hervé Villachez. That was the first episode. Those are the judges. Oh yes. my god, I'm clapping. Yes, these are the three judges. That's so good. So, listeners, next time someone asks you that question, three people, living or dead, <laughs> you want to have dinner with, those are your three. Oh my god. Um, cuz the producer was like, yeah, no no one's going to watch this anyway. But you guys, thank god he was wrong. <laughs> because thank 200 yes. Carolyn just told us that 200 and something wow. episodes. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of how it all began. Ugh. As Carolyn mentioned at the beginning, our host for Dance Fever was Denny Terrio, the man who was responsible for teaching John Travolta how to dance for Saturday Night Fever. Supposedly, because I don't know, you guys, I've looked in the credits. I've never seen his name in the credits. I think he should be in the credits. But there is photographic yeah. evidence of him dancing with John Travolta, and nobody ever disputes that he taught John Travolta how to dance. So I'm confused. Let's just say I'm confused. So everything about Denny Terrio screamed 1979. 
The dark feathered hair, the gold chain, the suit jacket cut so you can dance in it. Basically, the look for men in 1979 was this John Travolta slash Tony Manero strutting with your paint can Mm -hmm. swinging by your side look. And Danny Terrio fits the bill, as does Adrian Zemet, let's be honest. Right. So Danny Terrio rode this look, this trend, and this moment where he taught John Travolta how to dance all the way into a career on Dance Fever, which fit him like a glove. Danny Terrio actually grew up in Florida. That kind of surprised me. And he says he got into dancing because of his older sister. This is what he said. The great thing about having an older sister is she had girlfriends who spent the night. I would peek into the window and see them all dancing. I realized women love to dance and started telling guys they needed to learn how to dance to get the girls. So he (laughs) himself became a dancer to get the girls, which you can sort of see on the show. And it wasn't too long before he was winning dance competitions. And then somehow he got a meeting with John Travolta's manager before the filming of Saturday Night Fever and was like, just let me show you my moves. Just let me show Just give me a minute. Just give me. I'll show you my moves. And his manager was like, yes, this is the style we're going for. You're hired. So while he was on Dance Fever, he actually appeared in a few movies and guest starred on a few TV shows, including The Love Boat, of course. I mean, I was going to say, do you <laughs> of course. Of course. If you were going to show up, be on one show, it would be the love boat, right? And I bet he just plays Denny Terrio. He probably just plays, his name is like Benny Mario, and he's, yes. he's the dance instructor on the boat. Yes, he's yes. the dance instructor. For sure, that is know, his storyline. And he falls in love with Barbie Benton, and yeah. Yeah, and Rue, he's teaching Rue McClanahan how yes, to do yes. the bus And Rue McClanahan yes, falls yeah. in love with him, but he's not in love with her because he's in love with Barbie <laughs> yeah. Benton. Because Doc has a crush on Barbie Benton. Oh, oh. <laughs> Barbie Benton really loves is crushing on Denny Terrio. This is a love square. And yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So the other cast members, the other permanent cast members on um, on Denny Terrio, on Denny Terrio, on Dance Fever, yeah. were as mentioned before, motion. And I just thought it was so funny that they were called motion, not the motion. They were just motion. Yeah. And so Motion was the name of the duo of women who danced with Denny Terrio in the opening number of Dance Fever. It sort of reeks of a threesome a little bit because he kind of treats them like his ladies, you know, like, and I have two. I don't just have one lady. I have two. And one member of Motion would always bring him the results of the competition, handing him a little piece of paper with, you know, couple number four written on it. And they would always linger over a kiss when they brought the results. It's gross. It's just like, and then he'll always like look at the audience, like wiggle his eyebrows, like, or, you know, straighten his (laughs) suit jacket or something. Like, Like, get over yourself, Denny (laughs) Terry. So one of those women was a dancer named Janet Jones, which might be a name that sounds familiar to you. You might remember her from her role in the movie version of A Chorus Line or from the 1986 gymnastics movie called American Anthem with Mitch Gaylord or... Oh, Mitch Gaylord. <laughs> Good grief. I actually yes. had posters I of Mitch there was Gaylord. A poster. There was a poster. I did too. My sister for my birthday made me like a collage in one of those acrylic, oh like, you know, box yeah. things where she cut out all these pictures of yes. Mitch Gaylord. I was in, I hung it in college. Or you might remember Janet Jones as Wayne Gretzky's wife. So when they got married, it was a big Hollywood whoop de doo. And he changed teams from the Edmonton, is it the Oilers? Yes. Am I making that yeah. up? The Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings. He left Canada. He left his winning team and he went to the Los Angeles Kings. And hockey fans were pissed. <laughs> and they blamed Janet Jones, saying that she was making him move to LA for her career. But she has said, if I made a move here for my career, <laughs> why did I promptly get pregnant five times? <laughs> like she she was pregnant for like eight years straight as soon as he moved to Los Angeles. You know, that would, you know, that would take her out of the running for most gymnastics movies, obviously. <laughs> so before Janet Jones. For continued, yeah, her or continued motion. career yeah. as a motion dancer. What, what, I mean, nowadays they would say that that was discrimination. Can you imagine if one of motion was pregnant? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> So actually, before Janet Jones was cast in motion, she was a competitor on Dance Fever. So I'm assuming that's how she got the job. And she met Wayne Gretzky when he was a judge on Dance Fever. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, in 1984. That's a great meet cute. Mm -hmm. It's Dance Fever love. Aw. 
We'd like to pause here for just a moment and thank those of you who have left reviews for us, sharing your feelings about this podcast so that others can hear for themselves what a good time we're having together. I'd like to share this one from Sweet Tea 1970 on Apple Podcasts. She says, my fave podcast, exclamation point. This podcast is good for my health. I tend to listen to a lot of political podcasts, and this is the only one that brings my blood pressure down instead of making it go up. It also motivates me to walk my dog instead of sitting on the couch watching the news. I've listened to every episode, some more than once, and I'm about to start from the beginning and listen to them all again. Again? Again. Wow. That's a lot of us, sweet tea. You're providing a public service, a respite from modern stresses and negativity. Thank you, Carolyn, Kristen, and Michelle. Aw, thank you, sweet tea. Listen, you know what? We're good for people's health. It sounds I like. know. I think the Surgeon General needs to recommend us. I think so. For sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sweet Tea. It's reviews like this that magically bring us more listeners and more friends into the society of Gen Xers. So people, keep those reviews coming. And now, let's get back to the show. This is interesting, you guys. I have always associated the song Pop Music by M. Pop, pop, pop music. I have always associated that song with Dance Fever. And it's a really, really strong, um, a really, really strong connection. But I never understood why, because this is not disco. This was a song that heralded the death of disco, actually. It was was saying, here comes Mm -hmm. New Wave. So why do I have this association? Wasn't this post-Dance Fever? So I've actually convinced myself that I created a false memory about this. Like maybe I had a dream or something about it. But when I started doing my research, the very first episode of Dance Fever that I open on YouTube opens with Denny Terrio performing <laughs> a solo to pop music. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. This is where my memory comes from. The brain is so bizarre, you guys. Mm-hmm. It is so bizarre. This was an episode from 1979, and it was not Denny Terrio's best day. No. <laughs> he appeared to be unprepared and truthfully not very good at dancing. And, is this the one where he dances job. with the jukebox? Yes, oh, he's dancing so with the jukebox, and he like he's like hiding behind the jukebox. <laughs> I think that's where he was planning what he was going to do, and then he like pops up, and then it's that kind of you're not supposed to improvise. They're supposed to be choreographed, uh-huh. but he looks very much like he's improvising, but in a way where you're going, okay, first, okay, whacking, whacking, whacking. Okay, stop. Uh, the robot. Yeah, the robot. Just deep lunge. And you guys, he just yes, pantomimes yes. that he's pressing the buttons on the jukebox for so, like 16 counts in a so deep lunge. pushing buttons. Pushing, 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 pushing. And then he would stop and you could he would do something else. And then he'd go back to poking yeah, the buttons. Yeah. Like he, and he's not doing anything else uh-uh. creative while he's poking the buttons. That's the choreography. Poke, poke. Uh-huh. I'm choosing a song. I'm choosing mm-hmm. a song on the jukebox. Yep. I'm not kidding. It's really this long. That's it, how long it was. A4, 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 A4. not He slides good. down the jukebox, yes. and then he slides down the other side of the jukebox. And another thing about that open is where's motion? Oh. Where's yeah, motion? Something happened that day in the studio, you guys. Oh, motion it. was gone. You're right. And he was he improvising. He wasn't prepared. Something happened. Yes. Oh, I feel so much better because I'm like, what is going on right now? And But truthfully, you guys, he should be able to improvise better than that. He should be. That's his job. Yeah. His job <laughs> is to be a dancer. And he right. was not. But there, you're right. There was a backstage accident with motion or something. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened? Here it is. Okay, listeners, this is the E! True Hollywood story, story yeah. mm-hmm. on what happened on this episode of Dancing of Dance Fever. He also would kind of pop his collar a lot. Pop oh, yeah, that's collar. choreography. Pop his pop, collar. Pop. So here's what mm-hmm. happened. Something happened backstage. There was an argument. There was a tussle. There was some sort of <laughs> jealous fight. One of the motion dancers said, F you, Denny Terrio. You're making eyes at her and walked <gasps> off. And so all the choreography got scrapped. The yes. Merv Griffin pushes in a jukebox. Sit on the jukebox, and we're live in four, three, Three, two, two, pop, one, pop, pop, music, music. and he just starts kind of bouncing on it, and then he slides down, and he pushes. And he's worried he's not going to get his threesome that night. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And then at the end, and then he ends the whole routine by, like, you you do your little pop and lock to the back of the jukebox, and then you just go down behind it. We're hiding. We're hiding. (laughs) 
hiding behind the jukebox. Yep. And then he pops out like, it's me. And now we're going to start the show. Surprise. <laughs> it was me. I tricked time. you. episode, the judges are Bobby Van, who I don't know. I think that's somebody my grandma would know. Jane Seymour, Robert Shields of Shields and Yarnell, and Benji. Benji. <laughs> it's the best! But wait, it's it the was, best! It wasn't oh. just Jane Seymour. It was Jane Seymour and Benji. And Benji. And Benji. They were, they they were, were a together. team. They were. Yes, and so they came dancing down the little runway together, and Benji stands on his hind legs with his paws out like, somebody dance with me! Take my paws and dance with me! <laughs> And the whole so show, funny. if you look over at the judges, it's just Jane Seymour sitting up on the top seat yes. with Benji just sitting next to her the whole show. <laughs> oh, my God. Just think how excited we were when that when oh, they awesome. came out. Like, oh, my yes. God, it's uh-huh. Jane Seymour. Benji. Benji. I, I mean, know. oh my gosh. And they judged as a team too. Jane Seymour and Benji yes. judged as a team. Yes. And she would even say things like, um, I let Benji take this one. And right. Benji would go, bark, <laughs> 98. <laughs> and listeners, we should say it was Benji, but it, he was that he was on the show because he and Jane Seymour were co-starring in That Heavenly Dog or something like that, Oh, right? Heavenly Dog? Oh, Heavenly that, Dog. Oh, Heavenly like Dog. That. Yes. yes. So yes. It was, they this, were was, this was several years post-Benji. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we, but that oh, is we know name. him as Benji. Benji. Yeah, right. And that his is probably his, Benji. his name. Oh, my God. Oh. It was so fantastic. So Robert Shields took his job. Very No Yarnell. There's no Yarnell. It's just Robert Shields. And he fancies himself the inventor of the robot, if you recall from our Dynamite episode. He thinks he invented this. So you can already sense he's got a little chip on his shoulder, like, everybody's doing my move, and they're not doing it as good as me. And he's got some moves to share. So when he comes down the introductory <laughs> dance floor, he's like, everybody back up, yep. back up. It's time for the mime to do some dancing. And he and he looks just like Denny Terrio also. He's also mm-hmm. got that 1979 look with the bell bottoms and the jacket and the and the black feathered hair. And it's interesting. They introduce him like this. They say, you know him from the fantastic miming duo Shields and Yarnell, but he's also a fantastic solo act. <laughs> so I have to wonder if they were transitioning into post Shields and Yarnell, yeah. like they were divorcing and he's yeah. like, oh my God, am I going to mime by myself? What am I going to do? Am I going to start talking? <laughs> there's no one oh. to close me in the box anymore. Oh, there's, no. <laughs> there's no one to hold the rope that I have to pull. It's just oh gosh, <laughs> and he and his dance, he does those like split leaps where you fall on the yes. floor, like where his yeah. like legs are made of rubber. He's like, oh, he's like showing. He's like up uh-huh. and down and up and down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then did you notice that he gets denied? That um, that then um, he comes up and Denny Terrio puts his hand out to shake his hand, oh, and he just I walks away. <laughs> yes, Robert well, yes. Shields just you know walks away. So embarrassing because you know he's so mad that. Denny did the robot and not very well by oh my, my dad God. in yes. the beginning. In the jukebox routine. Yes, in the jukebox routine. You did Probably my robot. because when, one, when the motion dancer got <laughs> upset and left and everybody was like, how are we going to open the show? He was probably going, I'll do it. I'll mime. Oh, I'll yes. do it. I'll yes. do it. And they were like, no, come on. That's ridiculous. And right. he was, Denny is the star. He Denny was is still, the star. He was still a little salty about yeah, that. that. He probably wanted them to put like, you know, Robert Shields, TM, whenever Denny Terrio does the robot. TM, TM, Robert Shields, TM, TM. Oh my God. So Kristen, you said you did not know who Bobby Van was. Who no, I don't know One who of that the is. judges. I didn't either when I saw who the list of judges were. But when he came out and danced, I thought, it looks vaguely familiar. So I got to get out my shovel. I got to start the digging. <laughs> How do I know Bobby Van? Well, he's a game show host. Hmm, I don't remember any game shows until I remember the game show. He hosted the game show Make me laugh. Do either of you oh. remember Make Me Laugh? So I think I do, yeah. It, the, it's like the, a comedian that has yeah, to make you laugh, basically. Right. right? Like you're in oh, a studio audience, like on Price is Right, and it would be, you know, yes. Jenny Smith, come on down. And you sat in this like round thing with a, ch- you know, in a chair, kind of like a la 
uh, $10,000 pyramid when mm-hmm. they're at the pyramid. In a little pod. Yeah, in a little pod. Mm-hmm. And you have three different comedians that are going to try to yes. make you laugh. And my sister and I would play this, would play Make Me Laugh <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And I had these mixed emotions when I would watch the show because obviously I wanted the contestant to yep. do well and not laugh, but I felt really bad for the comedian who so was bad. trying yes. really hard oh, to make so bad. conflicting emotions. Yes. I don't yes, like yes, it. Yes, I agree. Okay, you have totally Husker duty. Uh, it was, bark, 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 bark. Yes, that was one of my bork moments because oh I my God. would have never thought of that show ever again had I not done no. that little digging. But anyway, yes, Bobby Van, host of... Make me laugh. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. I think I get him mixed up with the the Polish prince. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the Polish. Gosh, where are you going? That sounds Some like a fever dream. That sounds like a dream that? you had oh, last that's night. Bobby. Is that Bobby yes. Vinton? Vinton. Vinton. Bobby <laughs> okay. Vinton. Is that the Polish prince? Think- yeah. Does he sing Volare? <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, listeners, I'm gonna bring us I'm gonna bring us back to this episode. Uh, because I want to share that my favorite part by far of the early episodes that I have forgotten about are oh, the I couple descriptions oh that, my God. that Denny Terrio reads as they're dancing. Just so let me good. give you oh a couple gosh. from this episode. Oh, my God. oh please. Mary Ellen is a secretary who hopes to be the first woman to waltz on the moon. <laughs> Here's another one. Both Bobby and Beverly sell clothes. Yes! Beverly breeds horses, and Bobby's ambition is to be the next Denny Terrio. I want this one. In his spare time, Rich builds his own swimming pools. Cheryl is a floral designer and dreams about dancing on Barry Manilow's piano. Yes. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, and I have got to say, I think, Kristen, I cracked the code maybe on why you were such a huge fan of Dance Fever. Because did you all see how many of the contestants came from Minneapolis-St. Paul? I only saw one, which was hilarious. I saw like four. You're kidding. No, and I have this theory that maybe Minneapolis was a hub for where you could do like the, the preliminary auditions because mm-hmm. much a like- A regional competition. Um, yeah, American Idol, you know, they have these places that people would go because there were um, several Minneapolis-St. Paul um, ones that I saw. One, the woman was a med student at the U and her <sighs> dream was to become the team doctor for the Vikings. Okay, my favorite was, Sherry is a theater student who thinks Tom Selleck is the hottest hunk around. Oh, <laughs> Like that's oh her my bio. God. Denny Terrio probably got so mad. Oh, he was pissed. <laughs> oh, wait, what about this one? Yvette is a dental hygienist who dreams of being a rocket. <laughs> okay, okay. But the with the Minneapolis people that I saw, I only saw one. And they danced to roll out the barrel <laughs> do, doing like a full-on polka, 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 polka. And I was like, no. Don't do this. And they talked about Midwestern flair. Oh. Here, are Bobby and Tammy from Minneapolis doing roll out the barrel. No. <laughs> That's not the kind of originality I think they're no. talking about. Well, I did read that um, because some of these people are really good dancers. And they were actually, some of them were semi-professional dancers. So some people were, I think, worked at amusement parks and some of the dancing shows in the summer. Oh, I thought you meant like the Ferris wheel or something. Oh, I was no. like, what? I, well, How is that related? I should say, it's <laughs> one of the couples worked at and met at the amusement park where they worked. Now, I'm imagining in my head, I have this cute, this great meet cute where, you know, they were in one of the little stage productions at Six Flags <laughs> yes. over Texas. I never thought that they were running the log shoot, but perhaps. They were doing roll out the barrel. <laughs> oh, my God. And they just bounced. They were doing their polka, and they were just bouncing, bouncing. Someone, though, Kristen, that um, you failed to mention when you were talking about the um, the cast, did and that watching these episodes um, made me remember how much I loved, and I think you guys too, is DJ Freeman King. Freeman King, and that's he wore, his name. He always rhymed like yes. if he would. The first few yes. seasons, and I'm going to get to who did this in the later and after 1980, but the first few seasons, he announced what they were dancing to. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. did it as a rhyme. And mm-hmm. he always wore a hat with a like a record album stuck to it. Somehow. And it would like flop around. I was always worried oh, yeah. the record was gonna fall off. <laughs> yes. That was I got so hoosker dude when I saw that I was like, yes, I remember Oh my God, so funny. Dance Beaver's music man, our resident DJ on loan from Bellevue. Dr. D Freeman King from New York to LA from Miami to Frisco. Dance Beaver this place if you're looking for disco. That episode with um, Jane Seymour and Benji, <laughs> the dancing was so <laughs> funny. It was so of 1979. Yes, it was. 
So and you know what I realized? Not only do the male dancers dress like their ice dancers, mm-hmm. like their ice skaters, with the very like the spandex unitard, almost like overall type thing, and then a satin shirt underneath it, or just nothing. Yeah, underneath <laughs> just it bare chested. But they do all the same lifts. Now I know on Dancing with the Stars currently ballroom dancing does have some of the dances require a lot of lifts, but these are different lifts. These are the types of lifts they do on ice dancing. Like say you hold the woman up over your head like a barbell (laughs) and then she somehow spins like five times down and you catch her with one arm under her leg and one arm you like know, a Jacob's like a Ladder, ladder almost. It's like yes. Jacob's Ladder. She goes flying Did, did down. you try that in the TV room? No. She no. It was mostly <laughs> she, just swinging around and then trying that okay. twisty arm thing. <laughs> when he catches her, she's literally like an inch from the ground. Yes. And oh, she started up high God. over his head. Oh, my God. So there's those things. But um, in this one episode, do you guys remember the couple? And when it starts, oh, they all also start with a starting pose. Oh, yes. Sometimes they're like on the floor. Yes, or a robot. Mm-hmm. So much robot. So much robot. 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 Robert Shields Basically, must have been it goes pissed. Like this. It goes like robot, <laughs> robot, lift, spin, robot, spin, uh-huh. robot, lift, <laughs> robot, kick. But the lady started by kicking at him. <laughs> it was like a little, like this was their, um, what is it, originality? What's one of the things they have to be judged on? Showmanship, originality, execution. execution. Yeah. It's one of, so, so yeah, let's just, so they're telling a story and she's kicking at him, but you guys, she's kicking like Sally O'Malley. Like yes! she's literally yes. like just kicking, I'm kick and I and kick. And she's not flexible. And, <laughs> and she can barely kick. No. And she's kicking at him and I'm like, oh no, honey, that's, that's a, you know, I give you a 70. And there was a lot of rerun. Right, so which I'm I'm there so for the rerun, much. right? Re, and rerun being rerun from from what's happening, what's happening? which yeah. is a lot of. I have that written. I'm down. trying to. Sh- I can't say it in words. I'm just doing the. But Christian, I actually have that written down because I watched one episode where they wore little white gloves, like baggy oh, yeah. yellow pants, yeah. white paper boy, like newsboy hats, little <laughs> white glasses, and they do that kind of pop and lock kick. Mm-hmm. That kind of, and I wrote down just like they look just like, like reruns. Rerun. I could watch rerun dance all freaking day. Yeah. Like, and then the next people would come on and they should have her high heels. I'm like, get rid of the high heels. I want rerun back. Yeah, yeah. And lots of ripping off the lady's skirts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they gosh. have the flowy skirt, yes. they do twirls, and then all I, of a sudden the man rips her skirt I off. Love and those she's rips. got like, oh, I love those yellow. skirts. And you know, sometimes they'd like twirl out of the skirt. It'd be like, that's why you need a wrap know. skirt so you can unwrap. Yes. yes. Oh, as you twirl. Yes. Yeah. You twirl well, another one of my favorites from 79, as I said, Cindy is a registered nurse and picks up extra money belly dancing oh, at yes. parties. <laughs> well, one of the Minneapolis St. <laughs> Paul people, she, um, that's what she did in her spare time was belly dance. Oh, was maybe her, like, this was her hobby. I, saw. I don't know. Maybe they made it to the semifinals. Well, did you guys know that by 1980, all that spandex was getting replaced with jogging outfits and oh my fit clothing, like parachute yes. pants and tennis shoes? And bad move. Judy Landers now gives the couple's descriptions before they dance in oh. that breathy voice and should go, Peter enjoys studying physical education and duck hunting. <laughs> better while they're dancing. Judy is a receptionist. So much better. So much better. So, and, and it would just show her and should be like, like, and you guys, to be honest with you, when I saw her, I'm like, it's a Landers. Uh-huh, it's a Landers. You know it. Mm-hmm. And here's what's like, is this, is this impressive or embarrassing as a Gen Xer? When you know it's a Landers and you know that it's either Judy or Audrey, you know their yeah. names. Why? Because of Love Boat. Of course. Because, <laughs> because of their Love names Boat. are right under their porthole. Always. Right under the so porthole. I had, so first I was like, oh, let's try Audrey. Yeah. I bet it's Audrey. <laughs> no, no, no credits on Audrey for Dance Fever. I'm like, well, maybe it's Judy. And at this, as I'm typing in, I'm thinking, good God, Michelle, that's way, that is such superfluous information to have in your brain. Like, and get yet that we all out. have it. Okay, and the whole workout trend is strong, right? And there was one routine that was to Eye of the Tiger, and the guy looks exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and she and the girl is like a little mini Schwarzenegger, and they basically do calisthenics for the whole routine. They actually start the routine. It's like, bump, 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 Eye of the Tiger, and they get down on the floor and do sit-ups. Their choreography includes sit-ups. And then they get up and they do some windmills. Touch your toes. Touch your toes. This is choreography. Yeah. Touch your toes. (laughs) Yeah, that's not very original. I give them a 70.
so interesting the way we watched these episodes. And you guys are a lot into the actual dances, like what they were doing. I mean, I watched those too, but I was kind of speeding through to the celebrity judges. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to see what they had to say. That was the big thing for me. And that's Mm -hmm. why I tuned in every week, like who's going to be the judge? And so no doubt that was always so much fun. But I think what even took it to the next level and was so... I don't have the adjective for it. I'm going to figure it out one day about this show, but how they put these judges together. So when you see who was on one show, you would have Jamie Farr, Tristan Rogers, and Jill Whelan. I mean, you had like, <laughs> Vicky how, from Love Boat. Uh, you, yes. 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 Along with you know, uh, Robert Scorpio. Yeah. And Robert mm-hmm. Scorpio, who, by the way, whose sh- like, shirt was unbuttoned down to his like belly button when he came Uh out and he thought he could dance and he really couldn't. And then we had Melissa Gilbert, Jimmy Bayo, and Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band. That was a combination. Uh And maybe one of my favorites was Ray Bolger, the scarecrow (laughs) from The Wizard of Oz, Lynn Redgrave, and our friend, the PCPS friend, Gene Anthony Ray. What? From fame? From fame. from fame, from fame, oh, yes, so right. Leroy dancer. from fame, yeah. Leroy from oh, from fame, who had Leroy. to painstakingly watch this these people dance. Oh, that must have been torture for him. I know. Can you imagine? Again. Anytime we need to know who we're going to take, dead or alive, to a cocktail party or to a dinner party, we just need to go back and watch an episode. Yes. Pick one at yes. random. Yeah. And the three judges, whoever they put together, that's who the you Scarecrow have to take to your dinner and party. Leroy. Happily. <laughs> at your dinner party. Happily will take them. That's brilliant. I love it so much. Oh, that one just so yeah, Robert that was Shields a hoot. Um, is sort of in the same category as Gene Anthony Ray. I He just seemed pissed. To be watching these people, I'm pretty sure he thought, oh, I could do this better. And also what I learned is that Robert Shields is a better mime than he is speaker. Like when he (laughs) opened his mouth, he just was so not interesting. But he, you know, everybody else had fun little quips like, you guys were having such a good time. And Robert Shields was like, the execution was good. 91. And I thought, dude, I think miming is your jam. Yeah, if they would have let him mime it. Mime your response. He would have been so much more creative. You know, mm-hmm. but I bet he was trying to branch out from just the mime I think world. you're right. This yes. was kind of his step into, mm-hmm. I actually do speak. And, <laughs> just not very well. <laughs> That's right. You guys, honest to goodness, could we please just one time just do a whole episode unscripted where we just talk about Shields I think so. Uh-huh. We're just going to watch. <laughs> and I think listeners yeah. right now, there's a lot of listeners who have been with us since the beginning and understand how this is a recurring thing that just never fails to crack us uh-huh. up. And we just can't <laughs> mm-hmm. stop. We can't say Shields and Urinal without, like, dissolving into laughter every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of this 1979 episode that I watched, Denny – and he didn't do this every episode, but he did it in quite a few episodes. Denny Terrio invites all of the contestants and the judges onto the stage for a dance lesson, and he's going to teach them a dance move. And in this 1979 episode, he's going to teach them a move called – the Steve Martin. And this this is basically, you're going to bend your arms at the elbows, and then you're just going to move your arms side to side. Move them side to side. That's oh, it. See, we're dancing now. I think Denny Terrio made this up while he was behind the jukebox. Yeah. He's like, what am I going <laughs> to do for the dance say, lesson? No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, why didn't he just teach him the, and we're going to poke the jukebox. Poke. And poke. And poke. poke. And yeah, poke. poke. He's like, poke. you just got, you, I, everyone, ever just extend your finger. <laughs> Choose your song. And then you just go forward. Choose your song. <laughs> and you guys, he wasn't even, I'm going back to the jukebox now. He's not even like grooving. He's not even grooving while he's poking the jukebox. He's standing still and poking and poking and poking. It was painful. Okay. Listeners, you you might think we're exaggerating <laughs> this. Like she's like, we're not. No, and to no. prove it, that the the link to that episode is going in the weekly yes, reader it is. this Friday. Um, again, if you're not subscribed yet, it's very easy to do. Just go to our website at poppreservationists.com and sign up. And it is just our weekly reader comes straight to your email inbox. What other inbox would there be? <laughs> but it comes to your inbox every Friday morning. And it's a really just short 
I don't know what about you guys, like a three minute read just of fun facts, extra facts from the episode we just had, plus other fun stuff we like to throw in. So um, we're going to put the jukebox episode and that's the one with Jane Seymour (laughs) and Benji and Benji. And shields. Enjoy. And shields. Yes. 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 <laughs> You're welcome. It's time for Dance Fever, starring Denny Terrio. The show featuring the country's top disco dancers. This year, competing for cash and prizes worth more than $75,000 with this week's celebrity judge. From Oh Heavenly Dog star, Jane Seymour and Benji. The very entertaining Robert Shields. Bobby Van plus Evelyn Champagne King. And now here's Denny. Okay, buckle up everybody, because this is one wild and crazy episode that I want to talk about. Okay, this is the Christmas episode that (gasps) aired in 1980. Oh my gosh, you guys. This truly, there are no words to describe (laughs) the awful awesomeness of this episode. Or the awesome awfulness. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Which, whichever. Right, right, right. It's yes. Kind of it, it's truly awfully awesome. That's yeah. kind of what it is. Um, from the celebrity judges to the entertainment to the guest DJ who introduces the um, the contestants and even the contestants. I mean, this is over the top. So much so that I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. And listeners, we are going to unpack this even more next year during the Christmas season. This when will we be do our holiday episode. episode. This will yeah. be a holiday mm-hmm. episode. Because slam dunk. I cannot even. <laughs> So let me just give you a quick rundown. Okay. Our celebrity judges. It's actually unique because it's the Christmas special. We have Connie Stevens and her daughter, Robert Blake Beretta and his daughter, and Chad Everett and his daughter. By the way, dead or not dead? Chad Everett. I don't know about the daughter. I think Chad Everett, Everett, I think. Oh, she's the daughter. (laughs) And these were um, the judges. Why, you may ask? Yeah, why? Well, that. Well, here's why. Because on this very special Christmas episode, we don't just have adult contestants. We have child contestants, too. Oh, we have children oh, pairs. Oh, I would have loved that. And when I watched this episode, <laughs> that came flooding back. You know when those little kids, you've seen videos when they're like doing the tango or the cha-cha yes, and they're like yeah. eight. They're oh very serious. Well, and this was divided up by north, south, east, and west regions. The adult couple would dance, the child couple would dance, and then they also had one performance where they performed together. And Kristen, you would be so happy to know the North was represented by folks from Minneapolis, St. Paul. Of course. Of course. And the adult couple, they wore these beautiful green unitard spandex, of course, and they just had like tinsel stapled to them. <laughs> so that's what, how they were Christmas. Okay. So their moms are backstage, like stapling, stapling, well, these were the stapling. Their moms are still the there stapling. <laughs> I got to tell you, there's a, when you say that there are these kids and they're from Minneapolis, there's a little twinge in my heart. Like, why didn't my mom call and get me on the show? <laughs> I'm, you're Linda, not kidding, Kristen, I know come you, this on. could have been your opera. I think you had a lot. Well, I don't know how many times they had children on. I felt like it was a lot. I was on one competition show, but it was a local show called Discoverama with Dr. Ann Del Vecchio. Well, how are we just learning that now? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't okay. win. I didn't win. It wasn't a dance competition. It was like a talent show, and it was on TV. And the people who win, who won, were um, two sisters who were twins singing that sisters song. Sisters, sisters. sisters. And I remember being so, yeah, I hated that song so much. I remember being pissed because I thought, well, they just won because they're twins. (laughs) (laughs) They are like, whatever. What are who are our friends? The, uh, uh, the uh, Audrey and oh Judy and Audrey oh, Judy Landers. And Judy and Audrey Landers. Okay, <laughs> that's how they started on Discoverama right. with Dr. Ann Del Vecchio. Well, on this Christmas episode, <laughs> you guys, we didn't have unfortunately Judy Landers or Audrey Landers, but we had someone that kind of looked like them. You're not going to believe. Them. Oh my god! And she was dressed in kind of a sexy Santa outfit, and she kind of talked in that same sultry voice, which was not the voice you were used to hearing her um, speak with, because this would have been Allison Arngrom. No, 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 <gasps> or no, Nelly. no! I don't yes. want that. I don't want that. You don't. You don't. But oh, it's like so mm-hmm. bad, but you can't look away. It's kind of like a little car. Did she have the curls in her hair? Did she have oh, Nelly no, Olson no. hair? Okay, she good. looked no, like Audrey trying, Landers. Well, she <gasps> tried to break free of that oh, image, you guys. Oh, like she was trying look at really hard. Of her and. Um, and understandable. 
Oh, yeah, for let's sure. Just, for let's sure. give her credit. Well, it's for like it's... Jan Brady trying to be Dawn Portrait of a Runaway. <laughs> That's just, right. Well, totally. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine what my my kid brain was thinking at the time because oh, breaking my brain. It, it, it was one thing to kind of break the mold, like, oh, I'm Robert Shields. I'm now going to speak and make you think of me a little differently. This is, I'm going to go from Nellie Olson in like a prairie apron dress to this slinky, sexy Mm-mm. Santa Mm-mm. outfit uh-uh. with this little hat and nope. all this makeup on. And her legs showing. It was, just like I said, it was awesome awfulness. It sounds fabulous. Oh, God, Carolyn. Eventually, I know it's really sad, but eventually Dance Fever had to come to an end. No. I can't believe that it lasted long, as long as it did. But after being on the air for nearly a decade, Dance Fever Gosh. came to an end in 1987, like Carolyn said, with 234 episodes under its belt. And like she said, Adrian Zamed took over for um, Denny Terrio because he had the same 1979 look. It seemed that the culture at that point was sort of moving away from dance competitions, and disco was long gone. How it held on this long, I have no idea. How it survived the death of disco is kind of amazing, but Dance Fever far outlasted disco. And it's interesting, when I was watching these episodes right now, when I was watching the later episodes and there wasn't as much disco, whether it was in the music or whether it was in the dance, I was annoyed. <laughs> I was like, I'm I not... Was I it agree annoying? with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I was annoyed. I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested. Much. Yeah. I wasn't. And you didn't that- want to watch the clogging? The clogging. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, my God. It's so funny. So funny. Well, listeners, I know you're all wondering, what happened to Denny Terrio? Dead or not dead? Not dead. Not dead. <laughs> Denny Terrio 73. And you guys, I couldn't find a presence on social media, but when searching the hashtag Denny Terrio, I found besides posts from the Pop Culture Preservation (laughs) Society, a photo from two years ago that someone posted of their grandson with Denny, who looks exactly like Freeze Miser from the year without a Santa Claus. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, I did a split screen. Here we go. But it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. It is. Oh my God. It's, oh, I'm scared. It's the chin. It's that chin and kind of the the nose. nose. And the nose. And the hair is so square. Oh so, my God. listeners, I'm going to post this photo this week in the Weekly Reader so you guys can see that we're not wrong. I'm not wrong. When I saw him, I immediately went, yeah. Freeze Miser comes to life. <laughs> wow. Freeze Miser lives in Denny Terrio. Um, but anyway, throughout the 1990s, uh, Denny toured nightclubs, performing with motion and judging dance contests naturally, and eventually hosted his own disco radio show called Saturday Night Dance Party on Sirius Satellite Radio Network. Um, he, um, it says he is, this is from Wikipedia, says he is a choreographer and competitor at regional Dancing with the Stars competitions. So begs the question, does that, is the is correct right. at 73? Is he, and I'm here's what's interesting. Maybe I watch Dancing with the Stars yeah. and they pull judges in, like they've had Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, a lot of ABC people like make Michael Strahan, who knows mm-hmm. nothing about dance, but right. he gets to judge. I'm thinking, why not pull Denny Terrio why? in? There has to be a reason. Because oh, yeah. they have a disco night on. You know how they have yeah. themed yeah. nights? Uh-huh. There, there has to season. be a reason they're not calling on Denny Terrio. I and I think it has to do with Merv Griffin. Well, here we go. Yeah. So what I found the most interesting is this. In 1991, I'd like to say that's not too long ago, but it's 30, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Denny Terrio sued Merv Griffin. If, remember, he was the producer of Dance Fever for sexual harassment. But wait, there's more. Oh, in 2015, Denny Terrio sued the toy company Hasbro in a federal court for creating an animated gecko and toy figurine named Vinny Terrio. Come on, Hasbro. <laughs> you have got to do better. That his publicity rights were violated by the gecko. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Just stop. Like a gecko, by like- the gecko and figurine. Wait, okay, is the gecko a lizard? Yes, yes. It's, so a, it's a cartoon. Like a, it's a cartoon lizard. It's oh. an animated gecko, but then they also made a toy figure. Is it a disco? But is it a disco lizard? Well, yes. No, it's a. It's named Vinny Terrio. It and has so to it's have animated. some other things besides the name. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it says they, he has a little settled. bio. 
So, oh, did you yeah. look him up, Michelle? No. Okay, so <laughs> Vinny, Vinny Terrio is our gecko. His name is Vincent Alfonso Vinny Terrio, is a gecko with a talent for dancing. He oh. isn't very smart, but he does try his best at whatever he does. <laughs> he is a top-notch dancer, but he still messes up a lot due to being clumsy. <laughs> I would too, too. I would too. It's a name that nobody will forget, right? Like it seems like we're having this conversation about how nothing came after, but the yeah. truth is everybody knows Denny Terry. I hope you've enjoyed today's show as much as we have. Our thanks to Hardy Johnson. think if you want to show your kids, just like we've said, just a slice of what it was like to exist in the disco era, this is the perfect vehicle for doing that. It's the music, the hair, the flashing dance floor, the shiny fabrics, the disco ball, the casual sexual innuendo, the lifts, <laughs> the tricks, the rotating cast of Love Boat guest stars pretending they know anything at all about dancing. It's also oh 70s and also oh fun. It deserves your attention on a YouTube Saturday night. Thank you so much for listening today, and we will see you next time. And today's episode was brought to you by Michelle, not me, E, well, sure, me, but another <laughs> Michelle who's a patron, E, Allie, Amy, Sharon, Felicia, Carmi, Ashley, Alexis, Jennifer, Stephen, Linda, and Jill. Yes, thanks to you and to all the rest of our supporters on Patreon and those who generously make one-time donations on our website to help keep this podcast coming to you week after week. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast courtesy of the cast of Three's Company to good times, to happy days, to Little House on the Prairie. Cheers! Dance fever. The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you.